You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked on ACC. You know, we're in the off-season mode, so we don't hear from us as often, but we still give you that good good whenever we do get behind the mic. There's no better place to get all of your ACC conference news than the Locked on ACC podcast hosted by me with my very special guest. Monday, we've got Ken Gibbs, and in the off-season, we've also got J.J. Jackson doing a little roundhouse. On Tuesdays, though, J.J. takes the stage. On Wednesdays, got A.J. Black from Locked on Boston College. Thursday, Days we have Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse, and then on Fridays we bring it on home with Locked On Seminole host Drake, Drake, Drizzy, Drizzy, Drake. Cool. So make sure you guys download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. Locked On ACC podcast is available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Now on today's show, we're going to be talking to Kenton Gibbs from Locked On Wolfpack about not only the College World Series and state getting its claim back to that big boy, but also we're going to, have they ever been to that big boy? They've been under current coach Elliot Avent. They've been three times, or this is their third time going to program history. Okay, okay. Educate me. We're also going to talk about Notre Dame and college football playoffs, a new format. Should Notre, What would happen if Notre Dame doesn't figure out how to find a home? I know you heard from Tyler Aki today about the decision to have Co- Commissioner Phillips really beg and plead for Notre Dame to get in that bad boy. So we're going to have that conversation today, whether it's a good idea or not. We're finally going to roundhound at home, just again, emphasizing that Virginia and NC State are in the College World Series, so big things should be coming from a baseball standpoint. Ken Gibbs, how was your weekend? I only got a few words uh, for the listeners of this show. How about that Wolfpack, baby? How about them? That's how my weekend was. It was amazing. Well, that's great. You know, I'm glad. Also heard you celebrated a birthday. Yeah, another trip around the sun. Um, You know, a, a... Two straight wins after getting just obliterated, beat like they stole something, whooped like a three-year-old that said, I'm sick of this church in the South. They 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 came back and did a little something the next two games. So best birthday gift I could have possibly got. For those of you that don't know, NC State faced Arkansas, the number one team in the country, over the weekend as they were trying to get a bid to Omaha. They were successful after winning two out of three games. The first one was tough. Nobody kind of expected NC State to be in that bad boy because let's be honest, a 21-2 to loss is pretty embarrassing. How do you recover from that? But, I mean, they did. But let's talk about the mentality of how you have to overcome a certain deficit like that. If you get whooped off the wheels by 19, that's hard to be like, nah, we ain't going out like that. This is this team's personality. Hmm. Starting off the season, one in eight in conference. And now look at it. This is the personality of this team. This is the constitution of this team. Yes, we would have liked to see a better game one, but you know what? My good friend Brett Freelander and I were talking about it. Shout out to Brett. B Friday CC on Twitter. We were talking about it, and um, he he said, man, we're getting whooped on. And I said, thank God this only counts for one win. 
And that is something that the Homahogs, because they were calling themselves the Omahogs, <laughs> that's something that the Homahogs found out very quickly in games two and three. And, you know, it was a close one in game two, and they were able to pull it off in game three. And now they are bound for Omaha College World Series, where, you know, a lot of great teams go to do big things. And can you just speak a little bit also on the fact that Coach, is it Coach Elliott? Coach Elliott Avent. Yes, ma'am. Coach Elliott Avent has really turned this program around. He has an incredible story, right, and been through a lot. And it's just amazing to see him able to pull, you know, we didn't get the ACC championship win, but he was still able to rally the troops and get those guys past some strong regional competition. Oh, absolutely. The bats were buzzing and rusting. They could not be stopped. Uh, You know, there was a point in time where guys were just hitting everything out of the park. Devontae Brown in particular was just a guy that was just, it was just whack, whack, whack. Every time you look up, he was, his slugging percentage was like 2,000 or something crazy like that. So, I mean, the team was doing extremely well in Rustin. But in Arkansas, I want to talk about this for a moment. Okay. If you'll let me. Sure. If I can come to the pulpit for just a second here. (laughs) The fact of the matter is, the Arkansas Razorbacks had not lost a series all year. Wow. Had not lost a single series all year. And that first game, everybody threw us in the dub. They said, that's it. That's enough. That's that's all this team has got. They Beautiful little story for that it team. It was cute. But, you know, the clock got to strike 12 on Cinderella. I'm sorry, children. This is, this is not – this ain't that game. This ain't that, and that ain't this. This team is ready. They're determined, and they showed it. They showed it. Handing Arkansas their first series loss of the year when it mattered. Very critical, and I think that's one of the most important parts of any story. We just I was reading something on Twitter about how hard it truly is to win in sports, and even if you have the best team, best foot forward, it's still not a guarantee. We have been big talking about offline the NBA and the fact that Chris Paul always seems to come up injured, right? We talk about Kevin Durant now finally having to carry a team because his guy, you know, former Duke alumnus Kyrie Irving is out, so it's it's crazy to me how you know everything has to be perfect in order for guys to really be successful and lightning has to strike at the right time during the right year for any team in program. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I the fact of the matter is when you're looking at college baseball, it's much in a similar vein of March Madness. Mm-hmm. Although it doesn't get the same coverage, the same fanfare, the same hype. College baseball is much in that same way and that all you have to do is get hot at the right time. And let's not say that NC State is just getting hot at the right time because, yes, they are getting hot at the right time, but also they've been one of the better teams in the country for the better part of two and a half months. Like this isn't a Cinderella that's like, oh, they were just an awful team all year and just squeaked their way just barely in to the tournament when nobody thought they should be there. No. No, they were a top 20 team. They came in this season as a top 10 team. They went through that slump. They came out of the regular season as a top 20 team. So them being here this late, them beating Arkansas, I can agree. It's fair to say that's a surprise. But them being here at the beginning of the season during media days, you were hearing the word Omaha tossed around by NC State more than a Peyton Manning highlight. Mm. And here we are uh, where the team always wanted to be. So, I mean, that's – Hey, hats off to Elliot Avid. Hats off to that team. 
And like you said, he has been through a lot and losing his father and all that in the last year. And, and he was uh, getting emotional and tearing up and saying he knew his father was watching uh, just from a different place. So, you know, that's it's it's a it's a great story. Uh, but also this team is just a really good team. Absolutely. And listen, we also can't we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that UVA is another ACC team heading to Omaha with this win. They are taking their fifth trip to the College World Series in program history in the first time since the who's won the national championship back in 2015. They're going to be playing Tennessee later on. And who's NC State going to be playing? Uh, Stanford. There we go. And so now we've got all the teams bases loaded. We'll keep you updated throughout the week as that goes on, but much success for them. Now, if you are looking to get into anything and you're traveling to Omaha, maybe you're taking a cross country road trip for you and your fam. I'm encouraging you to look at rockauto.com, a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. So we are talking about baseball, which is in full swing. But we would be re- we also cannot forget the fact that there are a lot of things going on in college football world, a lot of change ups. I feel like this is a sport that does not want to have an offseason, kind of like the NFL. They're taking their uh, similar issues in terms of like offseason drama and college football is no different. College football playoff expansion has been the big talk of the town. And I would not be doing my thing if I did not ask all my co-hosts their thoughts. But more importantly, you know, we as a conference are stronghold. We are been, we've been pretty solid, right? We're we're in the top of the power five kind of instance, if I would say so myself. I would give us SEC, Big Ten, ACC. I don't know if I put the uh, Big Ten in front of us. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm not sure. Only because outside of Clemson, I'm sorry, outside of Ohio State, mm-hmm. who does the Big Ten have that you feel like you could drop off in any Power Five and they'd be all right? That's fair because Penn State hasn't been doing what they're used to, haven't been giving what we're, we're expecting, Michigan, Michigan State. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I am from Detroit, Michigan, just in case you didn't know. I am from, I played at Cass Tech. A lot of guys go to Michigan out of there. And I can just tell you this from fans and alums, Harbaugh ain't given what it's supposed to have gave. Okay. <laughs> it's just not given that. So, I mean, that they're having a rough time. Uh, Fleck is having a tough time rowing the boat down in Minnesota. Uh, Wisconsin is, I mean, they're always going to be Wisconsin. They're always going to be pretty good. Paul Chris has got them moving in the right direction. Hopefully, Bielema does something at Illinois. But if you look at the ACC, even behind Clemson, you've got some really quality teams. I mean, I was just about to say, a lot of people have started to put ACC in the same kind of talk with which they put SEC in Alabama, where it's Alabama and everybody else, Clemson and everybody else, Ohio State and everybody else. So 
how could you not say that, you know, for a lot of these teams in the ACC, you could drop you could drop Louisville off just about anywhere. You could drop Syracuse just about anywhere. Only thing I will say is we do have some historic powerhouses in Miami and Florida State that gives us some sort of leverage. And UNC is trying to figure it out. NC State also brings quality guys to the league every single year. So it's hard, in my opinion, to just – Hmm. I, I guess I, I agree with you in saying we can't dismiss the ACC, but even then, mm, would you put them at the same level, if not a little bit, a notch above the Big Ten? Oh, absolutely. Big 12. I, uh, Big 12, yes. Big 12 shouldn't even be in this conversation. Big 12 is not, again, I y'all have the heard. The Big 12 is so real. Y'all have heard me talk <laughs> about this. Show. Y'all have heard me talk about this before. Here's, here's the thing, right? Anybody who knows me knows I'm big on numbers. I'm big on what happened, not how do I feel about this thing? What happened? Not what do I want to have happened or what should have happened? What did happen? And at the end of the day, the Big 12's champion, Mm -hmm. the Big 12's middle of the road teams and the Big 12's worst team all lost, all lost to a team uh, from the Sun Belt. Now, people could say, oh, well, the ACC went through a similar thing with Liberty. Well, let me explain something to you about Liberty. They have a dynamic quarterback in Malik Willis, sure thing. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. But last time I checked, they didn't get by NC State with a backup quarterback. So, I mean, Iowa State was healthy. There was no reason for them to lose that game. Mm-hmm. I don't – I like, why are we – what are we so Big 12? Don't y'all not really fine, mm. fine, fine, fine. The Big 12 has stepped up defensively. I'll say that they have stepped up immensely defensively. Good for them. Okay, well, we're gonna ask uh Mr. Neighbors to come on the show one day and we'll have a Big 12 versus ACC conversation. Josh, shout out to you if you're listening. You know, he always gives you the flack to the Big 12. I'm so so sorry, but again, we're gonna have to have you on the show so we can just have a, a table town hall of the power fives. You cannot lose three games to group of five that includes your champion and and we just let it slide. You can't do it. If Clemson had lost to a Liberty, I would put the ACC in the exact same spot. I would say, you know what? No, I can't take you serious. Your champion lost to a group of five. Our champion was beat on by Ohio State, one of the best teams in the country. Fine. Okay. Well, enough of that. I do want to talk about the fact that college football is expanding to 12 teams. We've been going over this, you know, a couple times here on the show now, and I'd love to get your, get your thoughts. I hear that you love the, the idea of 12 teams, but maybe not so much when it comes to who would be in those 12. You know, I've been screaming for 12 teams since this thing came out. <laughs> um, I, I really have. And you can you can go on any podcast I've been recorded on talking about this or anytime I've been on air talking about this. I've always said every conference championship, every conference champion who is in the RPI top 50 or higher should make it. So what does that mean? That means that the group of five, if their champions have 10, 11 wins, they get in. You know, as it's set up right now, or as it is even being proposed, the proposal is that they're seeing 12 teams, uh, six of the highest conference champions, and then six of the highest teams um, that are not conference champions. Mm -hmm. So, okay, great. What does that look like? That means that the power five is going to get their five, of course. And then the group of five is going to have one, maybe two on a really good year. And to me, again, it's not the group of five national championship. 
It's the college football national championship. And of course, oh, these teams, they're just going to get their heads beat in. Oklahoma don't go and get their head beat in every year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Josh. I can't stop. <laughs> it's it's hard for me to stop cooking the the, the big toe. So but, at that point, I would say I'll even argue, you know, not to cut you off or anything, but maybe we just need to have the three that are the two that we know. Like, why do we even battle it out? Why do we even, why are we even going to expand? I mean, I've been over here talking about expansion, but maybe I'm going to flip sides today. Because what's the point of expanding if we're just pretty much prolonging a lot of these college athletes, you know, seasons? I mean, yes, you have more opportunities to win a national championship. We do see opt-outs. The Bulls, you know, situation is probably not what it should be anymore at this point. But are we just trying to entice college players to play a little bit longer for free? Cause it seems kind of asinine if we're not just going to say, okay, we kind of know it's Alabama and everybody else. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, if we're looking at any part of college sports, it's all to get the athletes to, to do what they do. Like let's, let's make no bones about that. But if we're talking strictly entertainment purposes, if we're talking strictly fan purposes, I think it's great to have more, uh, teams in the college football playoff because then more guys are going to play in these bowl games and we're going to see the best players in these bowl games. We're not going to see a situation where, for example, UCF, the year they went undefeated, they beat an Auburn team that beat both Alabama and Georgia, who both ended up in the playoff that year. However, everybody puts an asterisk next to that saying, oh, this guy was resting and this guy was resting and this guy was preparing for the draft. No, no more of that. If you are a really good team, you're going to end up in the playoff. Great your best players are going to play. They're going to play for the chance to get your team a national championship. Time to show and prove, baby boy. And now for the group of five, it's definitely your time to show and prove because I've been beating on the table for y'all for years. I know some of y'all going to get your heads beat in. I know. It's, it's a fact of life. But the, so what? The power five get their heads beat in too when they go to the playoffs. It's fine by me. Show up and do something. I think the opportunity to have more teams is always great, but I do feel like it's, uh, you know, NFL, when we talk about having 17 games, fine. A little extra check. It's not healthy. I think having more football games is crazy, but whatever. But then again, I go back to having, and I'll talk about this with Jersey Drake on Friday, having these guys, you know, play for quote unquote more incentive. It's not really more incentives because it's just a lot, especially the guys who know they're going to be guaranteed top, whatever pick I'm saying if I know I'm a Trevor Lawrence I'm not playing in this championship game but let me ask you this let me <laughs> and, and let me let me ask you this sure Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall prospect coming out of high school correct facts how many of those are there zero there's only one every year okay one there's only one we can even say like, oh, a, a Stingley, who's been Stingley has been great down at LSU. He's going to be the sure. next DB to wear number seven in a long line of great guys like Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact of the matter remains, there's only one of them. There's not a bunch of players who have it like that to where they can skip playoffs. Mm -hmm. There's there's just not. The reality is the majority will have to play. They'll have to show up. They'll have to show out because not only are you going to be getting a chance to win your team a national championship for some of these players, especially group of five, you're playing against talent that you otherwise would not be. You're playing against talent that you may not have given a, a look against all year. So you get the chance to show, Hey, I can do this at the highest level. But if a Miami has to go play at Coastal Carolina and Coastal Carolina person is on the fence, 
heaven forbid they get embarrassed, I would opt out if I was Coast Carolina guy. Let me not embarrass myself in front of a Miami hurricane who's probably barely going to skate by in the coastal. I don't want to do that. I want to ensure that they've watched enough film from these other, you know, schools that I played against and go on about my way. I'm sorry, but did you watch those boys from Dirty Murder last year? <laughs> That Mike linebacker they got with that mullet, he, listen, I don't care what college you put him up against. He is a bona fide baller. Coast Carolina will beat Miami. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not, well, well, hold on now. (laughs) Now, let's not get blasphemous on this show. But what I am saying is, at, at an individual level, the ability to compete, the ability to show, if you make three open field tackles against De'Aaron King, right? Let's say De'Aaron King sets the world on fire and he's looking like the De'Aaron King of old. He's on the Heisman, Heisman candidate. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, that type of deal. And you're that linebacker, right? And everybody says, oh, you're really good coming downhill. They don't know what you can do in coverage. They don't know what you can do, um, you know, open field. If he makes a couple couple good knock, um forces some incompletions against Will Mallory, one of the best tight ends in the nation, and then makes a couple open field tackles on De'Aaron King, one of the best open field runners in the nation. All of a sudden, your draft stock just goes up and up and up and up. I wouldn't sacrifice that. I wouldn't sac- You're making yourself money. It's an investment in you. If you believe in you, go invest in you, and that's what these players are going to do in this bowl game. Period, Pooh. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports. This has a ton of sports on the go. You have got to be prepared. We've got a lot of good things going on MLB, NHL, NBA, and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run into some championship season, playoffs, all of that good stuff in between. So, as most of you guys know, I am on this fitness journey. I'm looking for great treats that keep me nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate Bill Bar is even more delicious if you're a health conscious person like me you'll enjoy Bill Bar because it's low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for the keto diet go to billbar.com right now and use promo code locked15 to get 15% off your next order so we're ending today's show talking about a few things and making sure that we get everybody right for not only College World Series, everybody's going to Omaha. Also, if you want to check out swimming, you know, guys, got to shout out my people here. Olympic trials is going on right now. We've got some good things going and everyone going to Omaha. Fun fact, my parents got to watch Coastal Carolina that we were talking about earlier win the College World Series when I was at Olympic trials four years ago, five years ago now. And it probably will say they said this is the best baseball game they've ever been to. There's nothing new in Omaha, so of course you want to go to a baseball game or watch people swim. But I'm just saying, I'm not, you know, marking Omaha on the dot list of must-see trips. But I do encourage you to go watch some Olympic trials and some college baseball before, you know, it's all said and done. So I say all that to say, if you could really tell us whether or not NC State could do the whole damn thing, yes or no? Absolutely. Mm. The, both they and Virginia have the ability to take it all at this point in time. I mean, anybody's game. It, it really is. It's why you play the game. It, that is why you play the game. But not only that, it's not just about why you play the game. Both of these teams are really good. Mm. 
Like at the end of the that day, helps. you're talking about an NC State team that has batter after batter after bat, hit after hit. Check out the bat list. I mean, the order is ridiculously loaded. You think that you've got an easy out, and then next thing you know, a future MLB player is walking up to the plate. You think, oh, we're going to, as the uh, Arkansas Razorback said, call the cops, the best pitcher in America. And freshman now freshman Jose Torres goes yard on him. So they've got a lot of talent. So does UVA. UVA is another team that um, me and Alex Sawyer, another guy that uh, we go way back. He taught me everything I know about covering baseball. He tells me the ACC is as deep as any conference in the nation, talent-wise, is on the baseball diamond. The SEC may have the best three to four teams, sure. But if you're talking night in, night out, Every weekend, who are you going to be seeing the toughest competition? The ACC has a, a, an argument. Okay, well, listen, I'm here for that argument, but I'm more importantly also here for the college football argument for ACC being the second tier to the SEC and having at least three teams in the college football playoff. I would argue three. The, the three is a little, uh, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot now. That's, that's a lot now. Clemson, Carolina, Miami. I don't, first of all, I don't think any conference should have three. I don't think any kind. I don't. Why? Just off the strength? There, to me, I. It's 12 people. Somebody got. Listen, I, I get it. I get And I know in my perfect world where every team gets a shot, I know the perfect world doesn't exist. I know that world ain't coming no time soon. I know if I held my breath waiting on it, y'all will have to say nice things about me when I wear my black suit and tie in that casket. But the fact of the matter is, I would love to see uh, that happen. But in the in what we live in right now, we're going to see a lot of three SEC, three ACC teams in the playoffs. We're going to see when the Big Ten comes back and, and they, you know, when Michigan hires um, whoever they're going to hire after Hall Ball. He's not leaving. He knows where the bodies are buried. I don't care how many bodies he knows buried. That's the winningest program of all time in, in uh, FBS history. They're not going to put up with too many more eight and four, seven and five years. They're just not. So, I mean. If they go nine and three next year, they're going to college football playoff off the strength. But I don't. But see, and that's the problem. That's the problem with me because you're going to get big names who are in there and they shouldn't be. So Tyler said two losses and you're out. And if you do a two and one bad loss, or even one bad loss, it's like, okay, a Clemson loses to a Syracuse. Let's have a conversation. See, here's here's my thing about that. 18 to 22-year-olds are still 18 to 22-year-olds. They're going to have games where they're inconsistent. We have we have grown so accustomed to watching Alabama run the table, to watching Clemson run the table, that we forget how difficult that actually is. So when it happens to be a year, like, for example, the year that Carnell Williams, um, Cadillac Brown, and and, uh, and uh, I can't remember the quarterback's name, Campbell, um, when they were really good down there at Auburn, right? That was a year where there were multiple teams that were in contention for a national championship. And for a year like that, what do you do? If you talk about, oh, if you got a bad loss, because there were a couple teams that year with bad losses, well, I mean, like I said, there were two losses and we got to have a conversation. You can't be, if you're the third team in your conference, if it's Carolina goes 10 and two, Miami goes nine and three, Clemson goes 12 and up. I'm going to just say this. Okay. I'm going to just say this. Okay. If that happens and it shakes out in that way, who are their losses to? Who does Miami lose to? So Miami definitely is going to lose to Carolina. 
Miami is going to lose and drop one off, maybe to an NC State type. And they might lose to another another day. Who does Carolina lose to? If Carolina goes 10 and 2, mm-hmm. they're going to lose to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying they're going to have a hiccup one, and they're probably going to lose to a stupid mo- mofo like Virginia. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me. Stop laughing. I don't see what's so funny. Because. This is, listen. We gotta wrap it up. So hurry up. Okay. You know what? I'ma just sit it. I'ma just I'm sit a, it on down. I'ma put it You're in. You're just part. upset because NC State is not even gonna be in the conversation. That's that's funny because the team that has uh returning the two leading tacklers at the line of scrimmage are behind in the nation. Team that's returning two of the best deep ball guys. Okay, in so the speak nation. up for NC State. I, if you feel like they're gonna be in the twelve. I think it's funny that we're we're having this conversation. They gotta beat Clemson. They gotta get past Clemson to be in the ACC championship. That's the only way they'll be in the twelve expansion. I mean that listen, that's fine and dandy, but both of us would have to beat Clemson. Like I, I don't and and, we could. Sure. I believe in you. You all are returning Sam so Powell's much production. Sam about to win a Heisman. Like, get off our back. Yeah, y'all are returning all so right. much and production. And on that note. The fact of the matter is simple. And on that Three note. ACC teams in the playoffs is highly unlikely. It's it's highly unlikely. That's, those are just the facts of the matter. If you're talking about a three-loss Miami team, they're not making it. If you're talking about a two-loss North Carolina team, they got a shot. A two-loss North Carolina has a shot, depending on what pans out around the they rest of the country. They almost beat Texas A&M last year. You talking about the same Texas A&M that got whooped on by, by what, 40 points by Alabama? Yikes. Who was going to be Alabama? Hey, listen, I'm not saying that anybody was in position to beat okay, Alabama. Okay, so they have somebody got to be in the top 12, bro. I'm, I somebody got to be in the top 12, bro. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But you look at, okay, so you got the five conference champions, right? You got the five conference champions. So we'll say Clemson, Oklahoma. Um, you got Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and um, Alabama. Alabama. And who Pac would be 12. out of the Pac 12? But Oregon, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. And then you got a group of five. Now, you think that y'all are going to be in front of, uh, we'll, we'll throw in two Not, SEC. Okay. We won't be in front of Cincinnati. We'll throw in two SEC teams. Okay. Cincinnati. Okay. And now you think that y'all are like next in line after that? Over Coastal Carolina and the BS? Absolutely. Okay. Coastal Carolina ain't the team I'm worried about. Who are you worried about? Whoever finishes second in the SEC is de facto going to be pushed up. You put Oh, two I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry. We put two of them in there already. Okay, fine. But then even after that, you're still going to be looking at a team out of the Big Ten that you're probably going to have to see a team or two that only has. Oh, you said Ohio State and who? There's going to be a team every year. Last year was Indiana. Last year was Indiana. Indiana had how many losses? They had how many losses in the regular season? Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast with the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'll give you the final minute. I'll give you the final minute. Say what you guys say. Hey, more power to you. I hope that that works out for you. I'd love to see three ACC teams in uh, the college football playoff. Actually, I'm lying. I wouldn't. I don't want to see any more than two. Even if one of the two is the University of North Carolina, I'm fine with that. But three, I feel like is a little excessive for any conference. I just I, Why can't you just let the ACC get a little bit better and say we're worthy of... 
if you're saying that as a Power Five school conference, we are top next to right under the SEC, you've got to be joking me. If you say three of us but can't get in that bad boy. Here's the that, conversation. I gave you your final note. No, you, 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 you cut me off before you, I met you, it. You, you cut me off. <laughs> you, give me the mic. Give me the mic. Listen, the fact of the matter is simple. I don't think that there will be three ACC teams that would be better than everybody else around the country. I believe the same thing about the SEC. So this isn't a a problem that I have with the ACC. This is a problem that I have with three teams out of any conference being in the playoff. But I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to shut up. Go ahead. Well, hope you guys come back next week to see if we continue this conversation and maybe argue for the rest of the summer why three ACC teams are going to make it to the college football playoffs. Boom, bam. Thank you, ma'am. All right. So, as long as we got that, I hope you guys come back next week. We really appreciate your time. And for Candace Cooper and Ken Gibbs, until next time. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.